At this point, I want to answer a question. Why do we need to be filled with Holy Spirit? What is the answer to this question? Why do we need to be filled with Holy Spirit? Because today is the day of Pentecost when everybody got filled. And the word of God says that do not be drunk uh, with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it is a command. It is not a suggestion. It is not an, uh, 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 they're not asking you to do it. He doesn't ask you. If you want, you can be filled with Holy Spirit. He says, do it. He says, do it. Be filled with Holy Spirit. It's a command. If we do not carry on this command, then we have sinned. It is, this is not just a command of the Lord. It is a promise of the Lord as well. And he says, I'm going to fill everybody with my Holy Spirit. And it is the will of God as well. So that for us to be filled with Holy Spirit. This is for all of us. But why? If you want to know the answer to this question well. You have to look at uh, the, the disciples' life before and after the Holy Spirit came upon them. <laughs> I am uh, apologizing beforehand from all our disi disciples of Jesus because I, I'm gossiping uh, behind their back. I'm actually going to say the things that is in the Bible anyway. And if the Bible has written about it, then I give myself permission to talk about their weak points as well. What a difference between their lives before the day of Pentecost and after the day of Pentecost. If I wanted to answer the question, this question, then I do not have a choice. I have to compare their lives before and after the Holy Spirit. We have, we have to be filled with Holy Spirit because without it, we are fearful people. We, have, we are fearful people who are not able to fight when the difficulties of life comes. Do you think that the disciples of Jesus before the day of Pentecost were brave people? No. They were full of fear. They were maybe scared, more scared than we are. Jesus had chosen them. Jesus had chosen disciples who when people, uh, the, the soldiers came to take Jesus away, they all ran away. I'm sure if we were there as well, we would have run away. And then even when Jesus went to heaven, when Jesus came back to life, sorry, was resurrected, where were they? 
it looked like the women were braver because they went to the the women were braver because they went to the grave but the disciples the men they were in the rooms locked and they were so scared that they may come and take them away one of the disciples who thought he was very brave and he had big mouth as well was Peter Peter had promised Jesus that if the whole world goes away from you I will never leave you I think maybe John may leave you maybe uh, James may leave you but me Peter said I'm going to be with you all the time but how shameful that Peter was scared of a servant girl and three times he denied his Lord and this was one of the best I'm talking about so if we are not filled with Holy Spirit we are the same as them and that's why Jesus insists he says you have to stay remain in Jerusalem so that you can be filled with power and then you can be my witnesses in all over the world and when you look at them after Pentecost they were different people full of uh, bravery they were strong physically they were same people but they had power now they had courage to stand in front of thousands of people like Vahik and they said we are not able to keep silence because we have seen so much it's not possible for us to obey you above the word of God they took them put them in prison they, they executed them Uh, yes they executed them and tortured them and and so many other persecutions that they put them through but their courage nobody was able to remove from them Acts chapter 4 13 it says it says that when people with the, saw their courage they knew that they were the disciples of Jesus what is the second reason you need to be filled with Holy Spirit it says without the feeling of the Holy Spirit we are um, wisdomly yeah, we don't have any wisdom in spiritual matters. I think uh, we will not have any revelations of our Jesus. And you see the disciples of Jesus. Before the Pentecost, that's how they were. They had no visions. They couldn't understand the spiritual matters easily. 
Zarmanalia Jesus For example, many times Jesus had explained that I have to be crucified, I have to be resurrected from death and then go to heaven. But it wasn't clear for them. They couldn't comprehend. Their brain, their minds were closed to this Someone that they had a teacher like Jesus. Their teachers weren't someone like Brother Edwards or Brother Charles, people who you may think that they don't have enough knowledge. Jesus himself was their teacher. But even Jesus was a little bit, uh, you know, thinking, what's, why are they not getting it? But then Jesus told them, you know, I have a lot to tell you, but your minds are not able to comprehend at this time. You cannot digest more than I'm giving you at this time. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, He's going to teach you everything. He's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to give you a spiritual understanding. Many times Jesus was heartbroken because his disciples couldn't understand him. And he sadly was saying, how can you not understand? For three and a half years, for example, they were walking with Jesus. But they didn't know him as they should have. When, for example, Jesus said, I need to go to heavens, Thomas said, oh, where is the way to heaven? And Philip, Philip said, something even more surprising. He said, just show us the Father and that will be enough for us. And Jesus said, I've been with you for so long. Have you not seen the Lord yet? And Jesus was a little bit disappointed because of their uh, spiritual poverty. But when the Holy Spirit came upon them and opened their minds, then you can see how their minds uh, were enlightened. The things that before the Holy Spirit they were finding it difficult to uh, accept or understand, they started understanding. And the secrets of the um, spiritual secrets were uh, open for them. For example, before the Holy Spirit, they would never enter a house of a Gentile, eat with them, and stay in the house. But 
But you can see that after the Holy Spirit came upon them, this matter was clear for them and they changed their behavior. And the Lord gave them the, the spirit of revelation. The third reason we need to be filled with Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we are hopeless. And then we will allow the, the uh, difficulties and the pressures of this world fill us our heart. Our when Jesus told his disciples, I need to leave you and go to heaven. And then he said, when I said that, I could see that your hearts were filled with sadness and disappointment. But I'm going. Because after that, I can give you the spirit of comfort. And when the spirit of comfort comes upon you, it's going to be comfort you all the time because <inaudible> be he's going to feel your emptiness your loneliness Jesus knew that the, uh, the, his disciples are going to have a lot of difficulties and a lot of pressures on this earth. And this is why he was insisting on the Holy Spirit. Because he said that he is going to be the spirit of comfort. And many times he says, I'm going to send you a spirit of comfort. And um, uh, the, the word that is used, a counselor, sorry, a comforter, a counselor. And this is the word that um, uh, Vana used as our solicitor. Someone who's standing uh, behind us and supporting us to stand. And he's not leaving us alone. And he, it's like a, it's like a backbone for us. And he stands between us and Satan and he justifies us when it, we are accused. And he gives us comfort and peace. And that is why when we lose a dear one and uh, to death, we say, may the Holy Spirit comfort you. Our God knew, the Lord knew that we were going to have a lot of pressures on this earth. And without the Spirit, we are not able to be comforted. My first teacher and my, when I went to Bible college was a blessed man. And many years he's been here in Elam ministry and serving. And some of you who've been here for a long, long time may know his name. Yes, his name was Mark Bliss and his, his wife's name Gladys, yes. They were missionaries in Iran from Assemblies of God, yeah. And blessed couple they are. And they had three children. 
And brother Belis doesn't notice this car, and it was too late by the time he noticed. He tries to get out of the way, and big accident happens. Three of her, their family, children died. Brother Hike's first child, six months old baby, dies. And brother Hike, Gladys, and Taku's sister Taku's were hurt very badly. Brother Belis was the least because he was trying to get out of this tractor's way and then of course the tractor hit the other side of the car and he was when he went unharmed it was a terrible terrible accident and all of us are thinking about this couple yes I thought that if this couple do not lose their faith because of this accident, they are going to leave Iran, they are going to leave their, um, their ministry. And then I thought that they are going to have a nervous breakdown, they are not going to be healthy mentally. I thought, how can anybody stand it when three of their children die in one go? And after that, they were not able to have any more children. And it was a miracle that Gladys didn't die. I will never forget that funeral. Brother Haik's little boy was buried in an Armenian cemetery. And then we came to an American cemetery where three of the children were buried. Brother Belis was with us because he could still walk. I don't want to talk about how glorious that funeral was and the songs that were singing about it and the way that this uh, uh, funeral was conducted was amazing. I had never witnessed anything like that before. When everything happened, Brother Belis asked to speak. What do you think he said? 
شاد از تو And uh, the storm came, and how scared they were. And they, Jesus was with them, but they were still so scared of losing their lives. They had seen Jesus perform a miracle that with five pieces of bread and two fish, he had fed five thousand people. But then there was another occasion. They still said, where are we going to get all this bread and, uh, you know, and feed all these people? And when the women came and said, they had seen uh, an angel who said that Jesus was resurrected. And then Mary said that I've actually seen Jesus himself.
This is the sort of disciples that they were. They weren't uh, perfect people. But when they were filled with Holy Spirit, their trust in the Lord was uh, then strengthened. After that, we do not see them having, you know, suffering so much unbelief in that way. And because they were relying on God, in everything that they were deciding and doing, Jesus was uh, guiding them. And they weren't like uh, sort of uh, struggling to find a way. They, they didn't say, what are we going to do next? Because the Holy Spirit was guiding them all the time. They were telling them, do it this way, don't do it that way. This is what you decide. This is where you go. This is the person you choose. I want you to go this way. The Holy Spirit step by step was leading them. And then one other thing, the reason you have to be filled with Holy Spirit Without the feeling of the Holy Spirit, we will have problems with our relationships with one another. Do you think that the disciples had difficulties together before the Holy Spirit? Do you know that the most important question they asked Jesus was what? Do you know what was interested, what are they, in, they were interested in? Who is going to be the highest in, amongst us? Who is going to have the highest position amongst us? Who is going to be your sitting, you know, sit on your right side? Or... Nobody was going to ask who is going to be the servant, who is going to be the smallest amongst the group. Everybody was interested to know who is going to be the leader, who is going to be the highest. When John and Jacob came to Jesus, they brought their mom as well to sort of as a protector. They said, Okay, Jesus our Lord. In your kingdom, mom said, could Jacob and, um, and John sit on right and left side of you? And then what about the other ten disciples who, who heard what this mom was saying? Do you think they were very happy to hear that? And the word of God says that truly they were very upset because of that. You think that we are uh, skin of the onions, that uh, you have to sit right, right and left side of Jesus? Why would you sit next to Jesus? They were jealous. 
They had difficulties in their relationships with, with, each, with one another. And they used to get really hurt with one another. And they couldn't stand just like, you know, children. You know, they couldn't even stand the children. For example, they were saying, just take the children away, you know. They were finding it difficult to forgive one another. Well, one day Jesus went to Samaria. And Samaritans were not supposed to be good people. They stood there and they wouldn't allow Jesus and his disciples to enter the city. Just imagine if Jesus came and arrived in Heathrow and all the London people from London stand there and say, you're not allowed to come in. And then this John and Jacob got really angry. They had heard so much about love from Jesus. They said to Jesus, do you want us to call fire and just get rid of it, destroy all these people? What sort of people was Jesus working with? What do you think Jesus told them? He said, I don't understand what sort of spirit are you talking from? Mm, Do you think that the, um, the son of man has come to destroy people? No, he has come to save people. Peter had heard so much about how to love people, love others from Jesus. But then he pulled, you know, pulled his sword. And then he started fighting and cut someone's ear. Then Jesus says, Peter, put your sword away. If you uh, choose to fight with sword, you will die by the sword as well. And then he healed this man and put his ear back. This is what the difficulties had, you know, disciples didn't understand. Do you think they needed to be filled with Holy Spirit? Do you think that they were the same people after they were filled with Holy Spirit? After that, we have we see nothing to suggest that they were, had the same behavior. They were just like Jesus, forgiving their enemies. They did not use a sword after that. They will they did not swear at anyone <laughs> after that. We, didn't, we don't see any point of pride from them. It's like they were not fighting about who is going to sit where. And the envy and, and the uh, jealousy had gone away. Sometimes I see believers who are very proud that they're filled with the Holy Spirit. But when it, comes, when, it, when it comes to peace, love, forgiveness, they are finding it really difficult. Jesus said that my followers, you will know them by their fruit. And this, 
this is why the Holy Spirit has come so that we can bear fruits, fruit in Jesus. I'm going to finish my um, uh, my message. Why? Why do we need to be filled with Holy Spirit? Because without it, we cannot pray according to the will of God. Paul in Romans 8:26 The Holy Spirit helps our weaknesses. Because whatever we need to pray for, we don't know how to pray. But the Holy Spirit gives us what to pray for. We don't have prayer books. We don't have written prayers like Muslims we don't have namaz where we can repeat the same thing again and again every day but sometimes people say we wish uh, Christians wish that they had something like that and some Anglicans some Catholics do have prayer books it's a prayer book some Catholics and Anglicans have prayer books and then it says June 13 do this prayer in the morning do this prayer at night and it's a beautiful prayer we are not against them and sometimes for us Armenians, we know the, word, the Lord's Prayer. We say it in a funeral, in weddings, morning, lunchtime, dinner time, and any other occasions. And we don't have any other prayer. If I came to your house every day repeating the same thing, wouldn't you be tired? The Lord through this word, uh, you know, the Lord's prayer has given us an example of what to pray for. So what sort of foundation should our prayer have? But the relationship with the Lord is the Holy Spirit that teaches us how to communicate. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us subjects to pray for. And it gives us burden for what to pray for. And then it leads us what, who, who and what to pray for. And it, it teaches us the purpose And then the power of prayer, it reveals it to us. It's the Holy Spirit that teaches us ways to pray for. Through the Holy Spirit, we can pray as in such that the Lord answers. And then, yes, and answers our prayers. And then, we, through Holy Spirit, we realize that our power, our prayers have gone to the Lord. Without the Holy Spirit, we are not able to pray for things that is according to the will of God, and God loves it. And we need 
to be filled with Holy Spirit. So that our prayer will change. Our relationships will change. The power that is in our prayer will change. That we can get answers to our prayers. And the faith we have will be strengthened. And the manner in which we pray will change. A new relationship, we enter into a new relationship with the Lord. And we can be reconciled back with the prayer. We get enriched in prayer. Thirsty for prayer. And this is only the work of Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit has come upon people, they have become men of prayer. They have become thirsty for the Lord. They have fallen in love with praying. The Lord has taught them a new way how to pray. Not just in Armenian and English, but in the language of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be filled with Holy Spirit because of all these reasons that I've given you. There are other reasons why we need to be filled with Holy Spirit. But today, the day of Pentecost, let all of us say, like the disciples, Lord, I need to be filled with Holy Spirit. Let's bow our heads. Let's open our hearts. Not by power, not by strength, but my, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Not with your wisdom. Not with your experience. But by my spirit. Let's open our hearts for the Holy Spirit. Let's say, Lord, we are going to open ourselves to you, to the Holy Spirit. If the disciples were in the need of being filled with the Holy Spirit, the first year, in the 21st century, we needed so much more. Oh, Lord. We open our hearts to you. Oh, Holy Spirit. We need you. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Spirit of Revelation. We need the Spirit of Wisdom. We need the spirit of love. We need the spirit of guidance. The spirit of comfort. The spirit of holiness. The spirit of life. We need it. So that the Spirit can work in us. The Spirit of freedom. And so that He can come and free us from our bondages. 
In these days, we want to remain in your presence just like your disciples did and give you opportunity so that you can come and fill us with your spirit just like you did so that the fire will come upon us and then the wind of the spirit will come upon us and so that you can um, make us drunk with the spirit of God and a new Pentecost can begin within us in the name of Jesus Amen 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 Hallelujah Amen Amen Wherever the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Utira chaki ne aza tu chune, utira chaki ne aza tu chune, utira chaki ne aza tu chune, Hallelujah! 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 We are available. I'm very ready to pray with you. And then the rest of you can go for some fellowship. Wednesdays, we're going to continue praying for the Holy Spirit um, in here. Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, we have prayer meetings here. The Lord be with you. Amen.